The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast, Summer Camp Edition. It's time to get to work. That's right. I'm talking to you, Vic Beasley, with Rock Hoop Q, Aries Falcon, and keeping it sexy, LG. Let me ask you this, John. How you how you feel about we talk about this guy all the time? How you feel about Duke Riley? Uh, he's a guy that won't be on the team much longer. He is a great dude. Duke is hilarious. You know, I've talked to him on the road. Duke's got that super Cajun accent. He's just not very good. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that, that looks like a million bucks and doesn't play like it. Right. You know, and when you think about it, a, a year ago, you have a rookie Foye Aluakon come in and, and outplay him. Yeah. Foye costs, costs you like a hundred, like 500 grand, 600 grand. Not that Duke's making a ton of money either, but you're going into year three of Duke Riley. Right. Yeah. They don't owe him anything at this point. Yeah. He's making 950 grand. If he doesn't play this year, there's a chance that it, by the end of preseason, Duke Riley's not on the team if he doesn't play better. Another good thing, he plays some good special teams, and that'll always keep guys on the roster. Right. But you brought back Bruce Carter. You got Foyer. You already know Debo's back. You know Devondre Campbell's there. Jermaine Grace is a young kid that they really like who was, who was there, and then he was gone, and then he was back on the practice squad. Right. You know, Jermaine can run and do a lot of different things. He's a Miami guy, so of course I love Jermaine Grace. But, <laughs> you know, these are some of the guys that are on the team that you're going to look at and go, dude, if, if, if we're keeping five backers, maybe six backers, is there a spot for Duke Riley? He may make it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm really shocked that he's still here, but, you know. <laughs> but again, you know, because 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 of the thing the thing is the way I look at it is he played one year at at at, at uh, LSU behind behind Deion Jones after he left so after Deion Jones left it, it is when Duke came in and but that defense was already good enough as it is so it kind of right covered up on, on on his true skills and now that he has, he's got to go out here in the league and, and do it against pros all year round it's like come on you just it just didn't work for me. It's exposed him a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. It exposed yeah. him a lot. There's no little bit. There's times that he's looked absolutely <laughs> lost. Uh, and it's I your mean, he's, take, he's taking bad angles. I mean, he he doesn't know where to you know where to be. It's just it blows my mind watching games. Like, what are you doing? Get him I off will, the field. 
I will tell you, there's times, and and this is just, you know, listening to the wisdom of Dave Archer, who knows more football. As much as I know football, Dave is, a, a, a you know, just a, a football aficionado. And playing quarterback, he got to read. There are times that people would see Duke Riley in the area of where coverage was. And he, and he wouldn't make a play. And, oh, it's all Duke Riley's fault. And Arch would go, dude, you know they were in cover two. And Duke's got curled a flat or whatever it was. And that's not Duke's area. And Duke is the guy trying to cover up for somebody else that's out of position. So there were times that Duke Riley, you know, got blamed for things that weren't him. And then there's times, and I won't make these, there's just times he didn't play very well. So right. we have yeah, to take it with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of missed tackles. tackles. But guess what? The entire team dealt with missed tackles a year ago. And, that, and that's why you go seven and nine when you've got injuries. But you're trying to play a foyer Aluakon 50 to 60 snaps a game. Duke's out there 50 to 60 snaps. You don't want that. And hopefully this year, and I knock on wood as I say this, if the team's healthy, this is a playoff team bar none. Yeah. And, and it definitely. Absolutely. absolutely. And do you think as far as overall, the whole situation, we've been there, we've been to the mountaintop, and we saw it, and we got it. We gave it up. Just be honest about it. But – do you think, John, it's making it to a playoff is good enough this this season, or we have to we have to go to the dance and win it? Win it is that the urgency that they're they're, they're feeling right now? It's always the urgency there, and, and this is something I always tried to convey. And I know fans last year, oh, we should tank, we should lose. No, I know DQ. I talked to Tom. I talked to Thomas Dimitrov every single football game. At the end of the game, me and TD would have a couple of minutes and talk. He's a great guy. There is not a person in that organization that would ever tank or not try to win. Their only goal when they break camp is to win the Super Bowl. Anything less will be a disappointment. Now, if you're asking me, are guys' jobs on the line if they don't win the Super Bowl? D if they make the playoffs, DQ and Thomas Dimitrov are going nowhere. I don't care if they make it as a wild card and lose in the first round. Those guys are not getting fired. Really? No even, chance. Even, even if that if they go to playoff game oh, one and it's over? No. Why would you fire Dan Quinn if three of the five years he was here, they go to the playoffs? One of the years was his first year, so you, you can excuse that. The right. other year, they don't go to the playoffs. You literally have two-thirds of your starting defense not playing for most of the year. Right. They are not going to scapegoat Tom, uh, Dan Quinn if they make it to the playoffs this year and lose in the first round. Hmm. Thomas Dimitrov has twice in his regime been executive of the year in the NFL. Right. It's not voted on by me. It's not voted on uh, by, you know, by Eddie and Ackworth. It's voted on by NFL writers and executives. That's how highly thought of Thomas Dimitrov is. Right. And I think one thing for Falcon fans, we have become spoiled oh, yeah. with TD and Matt Ryan and DQ and even Mike Smith when he was here because this was a crap franchise really for their yeah. existence, uh, save yeah. a year here and a year there until Mike Vick and Arthur Blank and guys like that showed up. So right. are we going to run Dimitrov out of town and do what? We're going to hire some young hotshot executive who's going to do what better than he has. Well, uh, John, let's uh, move on a little bit to uh, special teams. You know, we, we've special teams has been a little issue the last uh, couple of years. And we let go like one of our MVPs that we've had for like the last few years that I would say it's like it's saved us a few games. And uh, are we sure that we're OK with our kicking game going forward after we let Matt Bryant go? 
No. <laughs> keep, it, keep it real. No. Um, no. Tavecchio can kick. He's got a leg. He's a good kid. I had a chance to talk to him. He made a kick. I don't even remember what game he won for us this year because this year I tried to really put out of my misery. It was one that, you know, from about week two, I realized this was a cursed season. Uh, He made a kick to win. Nice kid, very down to earth. Matt Bryant was onions. Matt Bryant had balls. Matt Bryant was not going to miss. I mean, his last kick, he tears his hamstring and wins us a game, you know, basically on one leg. How do you not keep him for three or four million bucks? I don't get it. There was other places you could have trimmed some fat on this roster and made sure Matt Bryant was still here. He was a guy that loved Atlanta. His wife, his wife really listened to us all the time. She tweeted us. Great lady. Matt Matt Bryant had to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. We've been trying to get him on the show as well. Yeah. I've been trying to get reach out. I've I've reached out to Melissa a few times. She said, hit Matt up, but Mm -hmm. Matt's not talking right now. (laughs) No, he, he talked to Dukes and Bell and he was pretty candid. He was pretty hurt. Right. By the fact that he was cut, you know, when and I uh, on the field, I got to know the special teams guys more than anybody because they're I mean, let's be real. They don't do a lot during the actual gameplay until it's time for special teams to be on the field. Right. They're over there stretching and warming up and everything. So I got to know Matt Bryan a little bit. I I love Bosch. Bosch is my guy because he's a cane. And Josh Harris, our long snapper, is one of the great guys in the NFL. Super good dude. Listen to us all the time. Really funny cat. So I got to know all of them. And they had their own little fraternity. The three of them kind of hung together everywhere. And now you take Matt Bryant out of that fold and, and thinking about what it meant on the field. You knew 55 in, you had like a 97% chance that he was going to hit a field goal. Tavecchio, I don't know if third quarter in New Orleans and that place is going bananas and you need a kick to take the lead from 51, does he bang it through the uprights like Matt Bryant does? Right. Matt has to be fair, he hasn't missed a kick yet, though. True. But he also was cut by the Oakland Raiders for for not. You don't cut a kicker if he's a guy that you you really believe in. I think the only thing with Matt is it came down to money. And I wonder and I hope this doesn't happen, but I wonder if things go astray somewhere throughout the regular season and Tavecchio is not kicking the right way. Do they not call Matt Bryant back and say, dude, our bad? Chris Mortensen. They did it with Mortensen. They've done it with um, Rashid Hageman. They've yeah. done it with Claiborne now. That's right. Hageman. Hageman is back, too. Yes. I'm happy for Sheed. Sheed was a guy that was really gracious with his time when they went to the Super Bowl. I talked to Sheed three or four different times at Radio Row and after the NFC Championship game. Guy with a great personality, a guy that when he he has the motor right, he can be a a good rotation piece. And I know he went through a lot of personal stuff and the team, you know, let him go and he wasn't in the league. I'm hoping that, what, year and a half, two years away from the league really makes him appreciate what he had. And, you know, you get back to the fun-loving Rasheed Hegman that we saw a couple of years ago. Right, right. Um, by the way, his name is Big Baby on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks. He reminds us of Big Baby Davis from, uh, uh, from the, the, the Celtics. Uh, off the Celtics. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now the, I was going to say, the last time we saw Big Baby Davis, wasn't, wasn't he flashing like 200 grand in cash yes. on an airplane yeah. and kind of acted a little bit crazy? So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with him. 
Wow, wow. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, fellas, you got any uh, any more uh, points you want y'all want to bring up? No, I think we covered a lot, man. We, we did. Hey, I, I want to ask one question. I want to ask one more question. Go ahead. So earlier you mentioned that you, uh, just for John, obviously, you mentioned that uh, you ran the, the the mock draft scenarios a lot of times. What did you have? What did you see more consistently? In, in, and also, what who did you want drafted, you know, in that spot that we had? Well, if you go back to my Twitter the night of draft night, I'm pissed at my former team. And I still love, don't get me wrong, I still love the Dolphins. Growing up down there, I always cheered for them. They stole the dude I wanted. I wanted Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. Because yep. I think if you too. plugged him next yep. to Brady Garrett, <laughs> you had your D tackle rotation for the next five, six, seven years. Um, gotcha. I know TD and DQ said afterwards they were not taking anybody but Chris Lindstrom. Every time I did, and there, there's a site, and I'd have to look it up now, but if you put NFL Draft Simulator, it's not a mock draft. You actually get to pick the team you want, pick the parameters, and it drafts based on needs for the other team, and then you pick based on guys available. It's actually like you're doing your own NFL draft. Fanspeak.com is what it is, and it's really fun. Mike Bell and I played around with that every day, and we put it up like, you know, once a week we do a different mock draft and see. I always saw Chris Lindstrom in the 46 to 50 range. Now, don't get me wrong. When he was there in the second round for the Falcons, I took Chris Lindstrom because I liked the player that he was. I just always saw in the range that the Falcons were picking, one of the D tackles, um, Greedy Williams was there a bunch, which obviously he lasted further in the actual NFL draft. DeAndre Baker of Georgia was there. But I was always looking first D-line and then second one of the big offensive linemen if they had fallen in this simulation. But I still wanted Christian Wilkins. That was my dude. I was praying that Ed Oliver would fall that well. Uh, But the Buffalo Bills screwed that up like they always do. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, Those are the same same two that that I wanted. I wanted Ed Oliver or Christian Wilkinson. So... I was, I was right there when when the Dolphins picked him. I I, I let out a blood curling yell on that one. <laughs> oh, I was pissed. I was like, "Come on, Dolphins!" As much as I'm happy for the Dolphins, get put. You guys are like five years away from respectability, unless Josh Rosen turns into Dan Marino. Like, why the hell are you stealing the player that we need? Go take a receiver. Go take a running back. Do something. Right. And they took Sue Wilkinson. They're gonna love him, and they needed him because Sue is gone, and uh, the Dolphins didn't have crap on the defensive side of the football. Indeed, man. Um, I had one more, another question I wanted to ask you. Well, just going forward, man. I mean, you know, we 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 follow the team. You follow the team, and you know, the fan base kind of, you know, they're kind of divided a little bit. But I think everyone's starting to come around a little bit, especially after the draft. That we, you know, we can correct this thing, and we still the window is not completely closed on us bringing the Lombardi back. But I think we have to make a opening statement on game one, man. I don't think it's none of that waiting. You know, it's, they're going to get better as the game goes or as the season goes down or anything like that. I think we have to come out of the box, even with our injured, deep, uh, uh, past injured guys. Everyone has to come out of the box and we have to make a statement and pretty much drive that on the way to really convince that this is going to be our year, John. What do you think that they need to do coming out of the gate, man? I mean, look at your first four opponents. Vikings, verge of a playoff team. Eagles, playoff team. Colts, playoff team. Titans, playoff team. Texans, playoff team. You better go, I'll put a realistic 
numbers, you better be three and two in those games. If you're worse than three and two when you get through those first five games, and then you get the Cardinals. Oh, though, by the way, you pay the play the Rams, then you play the Seahawks, then the Saints. The schedule is a bear. Yeah. But I will I will caution this. We have and we all fall trapped to it. I've done it as well. We look at the schedule. Go, Holy cow! You got all these playoff teams. A bunch of these teams aren't going to be nearly as good as they were a year ago. Much like if you would have saw the Falcons on your schedule a year ago, y'all crap, we're playing a team that went to the Super Bowl and then they were a play away from probably going to the Super Bowl two two years in a row. And then we fall on our face and go seven and nine. You do need to go out early and win some of those games. You got to beat the Vikings because that's a team in in conference. You got to finally beat the damn Eagles. Because it seems like yes. they beat us every single year. Yes. You know, you you gotta get you gotta get some wins before you get into the division. And I think again, minimum in the division, you gotta be four and two if you want a realistic shot to make the playoffs. And that's true. And, and I think even though we had such a bad year last year, it wasn't like a total blood massacre. I mean, we were in a lot of those games, even with the pieces that we had without our main players, they still kept held it together to where it wasn't a total embarrassment. So that makes me feel even better with the guys that are coming back and the new players we picked up and hopefully the mindset of everybody, you know, I'm thinking back through the season a year ago, there were a couple of, you know, complete lay down moments. I remember the uh, Devondre Campbell saying something about they didn't take the Browns seriously. Yeah, that's the game that. to me that really chaps my ass a year ago. Yeah. You got blown out in Pittsburgh in a lay down scenario. Right. But other than that, and, and you know, other than that, you know, you, you got beat by Baltimore in an ugly game, you know, in a game that they ran it pretty well. You got beat in New Orleans. Uh, in a game that wasn't that close, but it's not like you were blown. Everything else was a close game. Everything right. else, you were right there with it. You know, the Steelers game, the Browns game, and maybe the Saints game. You could have won a lot of other games. I'm, I'm looking at, boy, this pains me. You know, should have beat the Eagles in week one. Yes. Had the Saints beat in week three. And this is even with injuries. Had the Bengals dead to rights. So instead of being three and one, you're one and three. You get blown out by the Steelers. That, that happens. Right. You lose a game in Cleveland that you had no business losing. You lose to Dallas on the last drive of the game. You know, you're talking four or five wins with an injured team that right. should have been that should have been a ten or an eleven win football team. And that's why I told everybody this offseason, if they're healthy, the Falcons are winning or eleven or twelve games this upcoming year. I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally with you. Even though it, it they pissed me off to the highest of festivity, John. <laughs> I can't turn <laughs> my back on them, man, because I know what they can do. And, you know, a lot of those games you mentioned, a lot of them were lost due, due to stupid things like penalties, Ooh, drop balls, just stupid stuff. Just Not the fact that these guys drug us through the mud, you know? Hey, it, it was all did of the above. Say, uh, did you say festivity, bro? Festivity. I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use that one somewhere down the road, somewhere down the line. But, I mean, you did all of those things we just talked about with Deion Jones missing ten games, with with Gray Jarrett missing what four or five games, with Rico Allen being out ten or eleven games, with Keanu Neal playing three quarters and they they missed the rest of the regular season with an offensive line that was, you know, spit and tape and dirt to keep it together and playing with guys that that quite frankly weren't good enough. And you still won seven football games. You mean to tell me with all of those guys healthy, 
two rookies and one or two of them may start. Maybe they both start. I don't know. A healthy, oh, I forgot Devontae Freeman was out basically the entire year. Yeah. That you're not going to be better. I like I, anybody that's hating that doesn't really follow the team just doesn't pay attention to the Falcons. If, if like their third comment on social media immediately goes to 28 3. They have no idea what this team is actually about. And that's why I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be underestimated most of the year. And then all of a sudden, they're going to be sitting there at 6-2. And, and somebody's going to say, oh, crap. Dan Quinn's back. You know, Dirk Cutter's got this offense scoring 30 points a game. The defense is in the top. I don't care if they're top 15. This is an 11- or 12-win football team. Devontae's ran for 600 yards halfway through the year. Oh, crap. Let's start watching the Falcons once again. Indeed, man, indeed. All right, guys. Well, uh, this has been a very, very informative show today, I must admit. Unless uh, you guys got any any more last comments or whatever, questions, anything? No, no I'm, I'm good, good, man. Yeah, I'm good. good. Conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, a lot of fun. Yeah, I was going to say it's, a lot, it's been a lot of fun. You guys have my information. Anytime you want to holler at me. Let me know. Um, you know, yeah, hopefully I'll be back on Atlanta radio sooner rather than later. And uh, I'll announce that on social media, hopefully whenever that does happen. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk Falcons football. I'm always up to talk Falcons football. Thanks, John, man. And we really cool. appreciate that, man. And, and, and thank you again for, for taking the time. And we definitely will take you up on uh, having you back during the season, man, because we would love to hear your take on that, man. So uh, thanks again, right. Mr. John yeah, Michaels. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. All right, John. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. I'll talk to you guys. Bye. All right. All right. Later. Bye. Bye. All right, fellas. Thank y'all, man. I mean, what y'all think, man? That was a pretty good. Uh, oh, man. That's great. That, that dude great. is. That dude is great, man. He knows. Dude, he's so detailed. <laughs> Hey, he brought out the contract numbers, and all. I told I told you it was it, 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 it was all because of money with with uh, Trufant. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey. But uh, this gonna be an inter- interesting season with him, man. It is. Oh it is. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be nice. All right. Well, uh, we want to thank everybody for checking us out. Um, this has been a fun uh, summer camp, and uh, hopefully next time we talk to y'all, um, preseason will have started so we'll have more good stuff to talk about so and we have Q back and we'll have Q back if he doesn't <laughs> as long as he doesn't drink a damn <laughs> the, the, the alcohol in the room he's good I, I wanted I, I, I wanted you to hear that uh, Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer I wanted him to hear that he better listen it's to this whack. so like Aries's uh, gift he just sent me, that's exactly what I'm doing. So I'll holler y'all later. <laughs> All, right. Bye, bye. All right, peace. Later. Peace. Check out the What's Up Falcons podcast exclusively at armchairallamericans.com. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com.